time to shove metal probes up our asses. I'll be rooting for you. For my supervisor asking how my service was. Five stars, Angel, five stars. Yeah, nah, nah. Welcome back to the Bean Dub Podcast. That was really low. Wow. Yes. <laughs> nope. My name is Seth, and with me as always is... Laura. And... Ferdinand Magelli Roll. <laughs> okay. Slight significance based on the movie. Mm, nope. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Slight. Only because it's horses. The name of the horse that won the 1986 Kentucky Derby was Ferdinand. Oh. Was How- that mentioned in the movie? No. No. It just has to do with horses. <sighs> that's, a, that's a deep cut. Yeah. I don't think... <laughs> real, real deep. I found it because 86 is the year I was born. And then I just came up with something off of Ferdinand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Well... <laughs> Every single month on this podcast, we cover a director, actor, producer, or writer. This month, we are covering an entire filmography of one of these people as a director. Of course, they've been an actor and writer and producer of other things. But this month, we're only covering the things that they directed, if this even lands on the month that it's supposed to be in. (laughs) That being Jordan Peele. Yes. One of the greatest horror directors of the modern generation, and also a comedian. <laughs> Which is strange. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Bitch. What jokes did you make? Nothing. Motherfucker. Birds? <laughs> Birds? <laughs> he just made a joke a out joke. of the poor actresses involved in his projects. That's what he did. Yeah. Ooh. I think you're thinking about Stanley Kubrick. No. Was Alfred Hitchcock an asshole too? Yeah. yeah. He was horrid. Yeah. <laughs> Fat fucking verge. <laughs> <laughs> so far we've covered Get Out and Us. I like that his titles of his movies are so easy to say. Yes. Yeah. This one not being an exception. Also being Nope. Which we shall say several times during the movie as they do in the movie itself. Yep. Well, I mean, they did the same thing with Get Out and Us. Yeah. Well, Not as Out, frequent, I don't no. think, but it still popped in there. I mean, Us is like something that just falls into like your regular dialogue all yeah. the time. If right. you're just talking about a group that you're involved in. Yeah, I don't know fair. if the, any of the mentions of Us in Us were intentional for the name of the movie. But Get Out, yeah. Uh, like Keith... Stanfield saying, mm-hmm. get out several times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Spoiler. It's from like two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and eight, quite a, eight quite a few years. years. Yeah. God, damn, eight years? Holy shit, 2016? Fuck me. Six. Six? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I can has math. Boom, quick mouse. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yes, today we are covering Nope, but first, we're going to talk about our weeks. It's been a while since we've done this. Let's get back into it, and we can talk about Nope afterwards. How was everybody's week? 
Too fucking hot. Too fucking hot. It's too fucking hot. Sweating. My balls are sticking to my legs. That's a real problem. The fucking the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah. The fucking farts don't make it out. <coughs> my balls are on my chest. Though. <laughs> Chesticles. Yeah. Sticking to this. Uh, That's also a real problem. Upper diaphragm. Yes. 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 Oh damn it. Other than being hot, anything else new? Uh, work is finally slowing down a little bit, which makes it a little bit easier to get some of the work done that yeah. both of us need to get done. Other than that, I mean, I haven't really, I haven't really done a whole lot. Just yeah. been trying to not be so damn hot, even though I sit out in the garage all the time. Our lives are so exciting. Several weeks. <laughs> and it's just the same routine every week, though. Nothing. What can you do about it, Laura? Well, that's all. Be the same thing. Yeah. Nothing new. Boring lives. Mm? Mundane existence. I'd rather that until our grave. I'd rather that <coughs> than have a real shitty time. Yeah. And have nothing but bad happen. Or things be like uh, hectic and stressful. Uh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I just got off of a six-day work week, 54 hours, and two foggings. I'm Sunday exhausted. Sunday and Friday. Laura still like forces me into working out after a day of work anything. for three days in a row. <laughs> I didn't force anything. But it feels good to work out again regularly. Um, for a few weeks there, I was only working out one day a week, and that just wasn't enough. It's good to like falling off. You start getting like your energy back when you get into routines. Also, my fucking body just hurts all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it's from working out, not just sustaining work. constant work injuries. Other than the depressing shit, <laughs> Laura and I went to watch a movie in the theaters called The Black Phone. Mm-hmm. It was decent. Yeah. Actually, it was pretty good. It was I, pretty I, good. I quite liked it. Yeah. But I can understand why some people aren't the biggest fans. I think it's underwhelmed a few people just based on how raving everybody was about it at the uh, film festivals. It was like top of everybody's list at the film festivals. Mm-hmm. They were like blown. Their ass was blown out of their mouths. <laughs> they were fucking it nuts about painful. it. <laughs> so the throttle prolapsed. Jesus. <laughs> yes. And Howie Mandel shared it I on tasted that on from TikTok. I think that's the only thing that we've seen since the last episode that we recorded, too. That's been a while. Yeah, yeah we watched some movies at home, but that's pretty much it. Well, at least we caught up on one brand new movie. It's called Nope. It's what we're talking about today. Nope. Yep. Seamless transition. Except <laughs> we also need a fun fact, so not so seamless transition. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to kind of keep the, well, now, trying to keep the facts maybe somewhat relatable to the movie if I can. Just started. Yeah. (laughs) There have been a couple of them that I've tried to do it, but I haven't really stayed consistent. This one I found actually just kind of like randomly stumbled on it. Uh, In 1923, there was a jockey named Frank Hayes that suffered a fatal heart attack mid-race. His horse continued to carry him and win the race. 
He had a heart attack? The jockey did. The horse carried him through the rest of the race and won, which makes that dude the only guy in history to posthumously win a race on horseback. (laughs) Is it easy to stay on the horse after you, like, die on it? Don't know. Never (laughs) been a jockey. I see that happen a lot in, like, westerns where they, like, still have the body on them as they're, like, riding into town. But I think that's, like, movie magic. Well, I think think it just depends on how they're, like secured on the the saddle if they've got like a good position and they just they usually have the feet yeah their their boots in the straps yeah but i mean i guess however it was in 1923 the dude was bound to that saddle pretty well and just stayed with the horse through the rest of the race it's crazy i mean that's a good horse though yeah because I mean, how would the they, horse have known, though? Yeah, yeah but they, they take... I think the horse they, just knows what to do in a race. Yeah, yeah, but the horse still takes cues from the jockey. That's why someone rides it. You right. Know? To still go on after receiving no cues and just still win the race, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Don't know what the horse's name was. Couldn't find that out. But. Seabiscuit. <laughs> I don't think it was 1923 for Seabiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like the 60s or something. Yeah, I think Secretariat would have been, like, way further back. But I don't know that much about horses or racing. I guess horses were a pretty big thing in note, but just that wasn't, like, the main thing I was paying attention to. But as a horse ranch, they were horse trainers. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were the only black there horse ranch, like, that worked things, in Hollywood. I guess. Did they specify that they were the only black yeah. horse trainers? Okay. I think I missed quite a bit while I was taking notes. At least of the dialogue. I got all of the plot. Don't have to worry about that. I followed it pretty well. Yeah. Just I know I missed some dialogue. And there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly went on longer than I expected it to. Yeah. And it really is actually is not that long of a movie. It's two hours and ten minutes. I mean, it's unfortunate that we have to say that's not that long of a movie. but <laughs> Right. Yeah. There was a lot packed into that time, though. Yeah. A lot. I really felt like it was going to end sooner, though. A little rushed at certain points, I think. Maybe a little. Not in a bad way. Yeah. Just like that it was, I think, exciting. A lot was going on at once. Exciting in different moments, and then there's yeah. kind of a lull where they're um, yeah. doing other things. We'll yeah. get into it. We're, we're going to talk about the movie anyway, so let's talk about the synopsis. The residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Quite vague. Very vague. <laughs> Much vague. Quite, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What? Such nope. Maybe a yup somewhere. (laughs) Yup. Nope. All right, nope. (laughs) 2022. We saw it on the 21st of July, but it came out technically on the 22nd. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently on previews, which is the Thursday opening, it Mm -hmm. already earned like 6.4 million. Yeah. I don't know if that's good for like a single preview day. That's pretty good. It's more money than I'll ever see, so I'd say it's <laughs> decent. <laughs> Thanks, America. <laughs> Thanks, capitalism. <laughs> Shit. All right, nope. Directed by Jordan Peele, written by Jordan Peele. It stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brendan Perea, who I haven't really seen in anything else, Stephen Yun, Keith David. Yeah. All those fine people. So, what did everybody think about Nope? Spoiler free? Don't talk about spoilers. But I want to. No. 
It but, was man, puh. It was good. <laughs> it was not what I expected. Yeah, it was. It, I I agree with that. It was not exactly what I expected, but not in a bad way. Yeah, better than Get Out. Um, I don't remember. Do you like Us or Get Out more? I liked Get Out more. Between Get Out and Us, I liked Get Out more. I think I it's know, hard just to say. comparing the movies for me, like Get Out, they're not really comparable. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're all very different. But if you're just like if you're if you're gonna ask the question of if it was better or not, I would say no. I think that Get Out was is still the standout of the three movies, simply because Get Out had more like shocking things happen like out of nowhere than I think that us or nope delivered like there was lead up and stuff but there like get out just like surprised the hell out of me over and over again yeah then maybe we can talk about this more later because I don't really want to start comparing without going through the movie you brought it up I know <laughs> I personally would say that it's not as good as Get Out. I would say I enjoyed it more than Us, especially on a first watch of Us. I remember not really liking Us the first time that I watched it. Yeah, but that's fair. On a second watch, Us, I understood it a lot better, um, especially doing the notes and the research that I do for sure. this podcast. It was a lot more fleshed out, and I liked it a lot more. I like the detail that was put into it, and I was able to appreciate more of like the fucking amazing cinematography that Jordan Peele actually puts into all of his movies. And this right. is another one to be an exception of that. It's a gorgeous movie. It takes place mostly during day what? You just say that a lot. What? Movies being gorgeous. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so common for movies these days to be gorgeous. Everybody's trying to one-up one another at a certain point. And I think that can also lead to you not so much loving the movie that comes out. You might not love the product as much because you just keep expecting everybody ramp it up more and more. Yeah, Every single movie that comes out is going to be better and better than the last. Mm, That's true. And it's not very reasonable, but a lot of movies have done that. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're not improving as a director, at least in in story and writing and directing in general, in cinematography, the people that you hire to act or the cinematographers, then you're going to be ultimately forgotten eventually. Just take the director of Fantastic. Who? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, who? (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell that do? Yeah. I think Jordan Peele has improved in many ways on each movie that he's done. I just feel like the uh, concept for us was a little more hard or a little more difficult to piece together for most people. Yeah. And still is difficult for uh-huh. me. And nope, it really seemed like more of a straightforward storyline, but there's got to be theories about it because Jordan Peele's movies are never straightforward. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's always there's a underlying, lot more stuff underneath. <laughs> especially underlying social and cultural issues. Right. Which I, for this one, I felt that didn't really, yeah, I didn't really pick up on anything like that. No. Not really. I mean, with the exception of them being the only black-owned horse trainers in the industry. Yeah, and they put a little bit of those details into it, but as far, other than that. As like, far as, like, bigger social things? Yeah. 
And this is by far the most diverse cast, too, because mm-hmm. Steven Yeun is Korean. Yeah. Um, the other guy, the... The fries installer the, guy. Yeah. The, was it, what was I didn't want name? to try to... I mean, that's not a spoiler or anything. No, not really. I, I forgot what his name was specifically, but that guy is, is like, he's, he's like Hispanic or something, right? Uh, he, looked he looked like different. he could be, yeah. Brandon Perea. Um, Hispanic of some kind, maybe? It says he was born and raised in Chicago, so that doesn't give me any idea. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> Where he would... How's Perea spelled? P-E-R-E-A. That's Hispanic. Of some descent, yeah. And his name in the movie is Angel Torres. Angel. Yeah. I mean, Southern California, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just, the cast is very diverse. I mean, it's a pretty small cast, too. But I think right. all of his movies have been very small casts. Mm-hmm. Focusing on, like, a group of maybe four people right. at most. And then having, like, a few other people come in at certain points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's a lot more intimate. You have a lot more time to focus on character development for those characters. It feels a lot less hectic. Yeah. You try to introduce too many people at a time, and, yeah. you know, you kind of run into the, the same issue that we talked about on Spiderhead, where it's like, you just have too much going on yeah. in such a short amount of time. And this is even longer than Spiderhead, with yeah. a smaller group of people, and you can really delve into the mm-hmm. backstories and the reasons that their motives. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I don't know if it's... It can't be better than Get Out. Honestly, I don't <laughs> think it is. But I think it's better than us. And I think it'll take several more viewings. Yeah, I think we've discussed it good enough, spoiler-free. Yeah. I think it's time to spoil the shit out of this fucking movie. Let's fucking do it! Yes. Nope. It's called Nope. Yes. Nope. Get it right, motherfucker. Yes. You son of a bitch. What? What the fuck? They're all off. God damn it. <laughs> and by the way, Jordan Peele's like cadence and the way he speaks is like way different now. I was watching interviews with him for Nope. He's like a completely different fucking person. Well, he doesn't have to hold that Keen Peele persona anymore. He didn't have to forget out or uh, us either. <sighs> He was a comedian and a comedic yeah. comedy writer a lot longer than he's been a horror movie director. Way longer, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't Can know if it necessarily... Like, Mad TV or mm-hmm. like even In Living Color? Mad TV, Mad I know. TV. In Living Color, I I, I don't, don't think clue. so. I don't think no. he's that far back. That was all the weigh-ins. Hey, that's where Jim Carrey Jim started, Carrey. though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Lopez. Wow. She was a dancer. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was a flag girl. She wasn't actually like a... Damn. Um, Singer, not at all. She was just a dancer. Hmm. Crazy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> nope. Oh. Was it a really good movie? Yup. Was it a big bag of shit? Nope. Rich <laughs> has been waiting to do that. Did you get a big bag of popcorn? Nope. Was it because you would have had greasy diarrhea? Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but probably, yeah. <laughs> Who gets diarrhea from popcorn? If you put too much butter on it. Oh, yeah, that's bad. It, oh, yeah. It's a slip and slide right through your intestines. God. Yeah. <laughs> I've had so many yeah. people complain about that. They're like, there's something wrong with the popcorn. I got food poisoning. No, How? You didn't. It's vegetable oil and corn and salt. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but preserved vegetables. Maybe you should stop being a weak bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> or coming back to get a refill with literally an inch of butter in the Sick. bottom of the fucking container. Ugh. It's fucking gross. I've seen it like a layer of just fucking grease. I heard a That's story. why you shit your pants. What it was. <laughs> That's why you shit your pants. God. Mid theater moment. Slip and slide right through the fucking Twin Peaks. I will never think of Twin Peaks the same again. <laughs> nope. You guys feel free to intervene anytime. OJ Hayward and his father own a horse farm, and they earn enough by racing them that they won't have to live off of selling them anymore. Unfortunately, nickels start falling from the sky and impale Keith David in the eyeball, and shit gets weird. Yeah. A key also ended up in the horse. Mm-hmm. It's a house yeah. key. To whose house? Uh, a house. <laughs> Somebody's. It's a free house. Fuck. Get try the key. to figure out where that key went. Yoink the key out of the fucking horse's <laughs> ass. Butt cheek, I guess. I said, bitch, I'm the man of the house. With now a free key. <laughs> free key just fell out of the sky. It's mine now. Shit. While Keith David is bleeding to death on the ground. <laughs> Damn, key. Hell yeah. OJ has to rush his father to the hospital due to this bizarre circumstance. And we're left to assume the rest. Not for very long. Assumedly, Keith David died. Well, yeah, I mean, he left he with a biohazard did. bag with just like the nickel. The nickel in it. that was embedded in the dude's brain. <laughs> I don't know why that. I mean, the you piece can still you, you can still live, right? I mean, it just depends on how hard and where it hit you. I, I think it. Yeah, it depends on where it hit you and how much you actually bled in the brain. And he was bleeding a lot. Yeah, and he's. Say, older so i say he did um, and i keep saying keith david it's the yeah. actor's name yeah i'm a big fan of him yeah since yeah. the live days so his <laughs> name in the movie is otis hayward senior which technically means that oj's name is otis yes, yes. it's otis jr it's where the oj comes from yes he would rather go by a murderer's name instead of his father's, though, I guess. I'm glad they clarified that in the movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to go with OJ? Really? <laughs> well, for most people in that circumstance, they go by the other names, not because they have an issue with their father's name. It's that so they can be tell them apart, you know. Right. Someone yeah. refers to them, it's so uh -huh. they know who they're talking so about. So my name is Junior Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's what happened with my family. Grandpa was Bruce. My dad had the nickname of Chip. Chip okay. off the old block. Wow. <sighs> Lame. And then I went by BJ, because that was Bruce James. They just omitted Otto for some reason. It's better uh, than B.O. True. Depending on the situation of the people you're around, B.O. or BJ could be just as bad. Yeah. It's either body odor or blowjob. Can't be anything else. <laughs> no. Booty oval. Booty oval? <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Later on a studio set, OJ is leading a horse on set, which everyone seems ignorant to. A safety precaution speech is required before filming, and OJ is uncomfortable about speaking in front of the cast and crew. Emerald Hayward shows up and steals the show. Explaining the first scene captured on film was a black man on a horse. Also happened to be the great, great, great grandfather. Yeah. Three greats. Three mm -hmm. greats. Make sure there's another great. 
Maybe there's four. Emerald continues to explain safety precautions with the giant horse on set, but no one listens, and the horse ends up kicking anyway. Freaks everybody the fuck out. Should have listened. I mean, I'm not spending any time near a horse's ass regardless. Nope. I am not on that side of the horse. Nope. You're near its face, and even then, you gotta be careful. Mm -hmm. Those are big motherfuckers. Yeah. I've had my experiences with horses, and I've never ridden one, but I've been very close to several horses. You don't fuck with them. No. I come from South Dakota, where bison are animals that tourists think it's okay to get out and get that, close to That's them. real fucking stupid. Real These stupid. motherfuckers are massive. And it's it's not like they're fat. That is lean muscle. Yeah. They're strong. They're, they're the bodybuilders of animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. They're just fucking built. Anyway, horses, don't fuck with them. Yes. OJ and Emerald have to head back out to the country to a rural western attraction. OJ attempts to sell another horse to Ricky Park, who had a popular show in the 90s. He now appears to run this western attraction and nostalgic museum for the show Kid Sheriff, which is the show that he was popular on in the 90s. Emerald fangirls over Ricky's childhood role as Jupe, and Ricky is eager to share details about his past, but not all of his past. Back at their home, drinking a little something-something, Emerald recalls a horse that she was supposed to have called Jean Jacket. She was supposed to get to train it. Yeah. OJ says Pops did something with the place, but is cut off short when Emerald asks why Ghost is in the arena. Ghost is a white horse that was standing in a fenced area they dubbed the arena, likely where they broke and trained horses. Emerald plays some loud-ass music in the house, and Ghost books it the fuck out of there. Horse doesn't like Jimi Hendrix. Animals just don't usually like loud noises. Mm -mm. They scare them. Especially when you smack them on the bottom. Smack your bottom. Stay out of my slipstream. (laughs) OJ gets in a golf cart and drives after Ghost, but stops short seeing lights and weird shit in the distance. OJ explains to Emerald once he's back that he saw and heard some weird shit and was unable to find Ghost. Emerald decides it's a good idea to go to Fry's and get some surveillance cameras to get the money shot or Oprah shot of the UFO. Okay, how cool was, like, that classic exterior of fries, though? Because I was, like, Mm -hmm. loving the shit out of that. It was, like, 60s. Yeah. It it looked so cool. I don't know what fries is. It's just an electronics store. They still have it, like, Sacramento and stuff. But, like, did you see the outside of it, though? Like, the classic style of it? Oh, my God, it was so cool. Mm. I think I kind of glanced over it, but obviously... I don't think it was OJ that brought it up. OJ's pretty uh, not willing to fuck with much of anything in the movie. He's obviously going through like trauma from his dad dying and mm-hmm. stays pretty quiet throughout the entire movie. But I think it's Emerald that realizes that what they saw or what OJ saw was an alien or extraterrestrial of some sort. Yeah. I think initially he was kind of just in disbelief. Yeah. And unnatural sounds and saw some weird shit and then just didn't really know 
what to make of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And she pieced it together and was like, uh-huh, that's what it is. Yep. And Ghost just completely disappeared. So. Yeah. yeah. Never to be seen again. So she's like, we got to get a picture of this UFO, the Oprah shot, and we're going to <laughs> win lots of money. They speak to a representative at the store named Angel, who talked his way into installing their surveillance for them. Surveillance. Yes. Unfortunately, when this weirdo gets to their property, he gets (laughs) fucking weird. He was a dick in the store, too. Yeah. Absolute, like, know-it-all tech. It wasn't his excuse as soon as, like, they were there. Once he was at their house, he was like, I just got through a breakup. Yeah. Like, right after he screamed for no reason. (laughs) Meh. I think he just saw he was out in the middle of nowhere and was like, I want to scream. He just let the He just let it out. He just screamed, and OJ was like, hey, hey, no scream. No screaming out here. Don't fucking do that shit. (laughs) Can't spook the horses like that, man. I don't know about. uh, Daniel Kaluuya wasn't really that intimidating in Get Out. I mean, I know he was like, spoiler, the survivor of the movie. Yeah. But in this movie. I mean, he was always wearing, like, a big-ass hoodie or some big jacket. He was a lot he looked, bigger in general he in this movie. He, yeah. he, he looked like he's... Yeah, he definitely put on some weight for this yeah. movie, you could yeah. tell. He looked a lot more intimidating, mm-hmm. especially in front of Angel. But yeah. I, I would say purposely, yeah. whether it was for that role or another role, and it just happened to, like, coincide for filming or whatever, yeah. but... And, I mean, he, he kind of had to, that yeah. cowboy mentality... Mm-hmm. It's like whoever is the head of the ranch has to be the head of the fucking ranch, mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't fuck with them. Just... And I could say his demeanor is pretty similar to like a horse's too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was pretty docile, quiet. He, he but... was groomed from a young age yeah. by his dad, the same way that the horses are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If groomed is the right word for that. Trained, Trained. groomed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> groomed is a cringy word these days. I Fair enough. I didn't actually know any other uh, meaning for that word other than that. Or, you know, grooming, obviously, like, when a cat Cutting your hair itself. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 And not the non-stylistic stylistic <laughs> definition of groomed. Like, being set up to be put in a certain position. Yeah. Is how it was meant there. Okay. He was raised and trained from a young age to be set up to be the head of the ranch yeah. after his dad. Right. That's usually how it happens at like farms and ranches. And stuff. Yeah, you usually raise your kids to take over. To take over when you retire. Yeah, not usually when you die from a nickel. A nickel going through your fucking eye socket. Skull, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever helps. I mean, he's not really running the ranch that well. It seems like he's selling off all the horses. But yeah, he was doing his best. They just weren't making money anymore. Like, yeah. Well, he he had mentioned a few instances where they, like, took courses out and did things, and then they ended up going with a different type of animal, or, you know, just things fell through. Yeah. And I I imagine using a horse on set that's more open, like it is on Nope, than, like, using them on a really enclosed set like it was. For the commercial shoot? Yeah. Yeah, people were using for that in front of a green screen. Probably not good. No. (laughs) Uh, yeah, the the horse is probably not very comfortable no. there uh-uh. in not the first place. Situation. So, especially being surrounded by so many people and very unfamiliar 
surroundings. Yeah. In an enclosed space. Yeah, that's got to not be good. And especially people who are not very well informed about how to be around horses. Mm -hmm. Because they get too close to their fucking rear and freak them out. After being told, Angel is really into the alien shit. But he isn't given much detail about the Hollywood's plan. The Haywood's plan. God damn it. (laughs) After everything is set up, Ricky shows up and invites them to a special show at his attraction that Friday at 5. Thumbs up. Eh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They kept him at a distance at the fence line and he was just like, okay, thumbs up. God. (laughs) And he had to say it each time that he put a thumb up. Thumbs up. As if that was uh, convincing them to come to the show, which is a very good thing that they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That night when OJ is shutting everything down around the farm, he has a strange encounter with the third kind. Or just a bunch of kids playing a prank on him. Bitches, kids. That shit got me good, though. It did. I couldn't really tell what it was in the in the background. Yeah. From his sight, and he could like just barely see something standing up. Yeah. Tell yeah. But then, the like all of a sudden, there. I was like, okay, that looks like a fucking alien. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as weird. the second one popped out of the the, the horse stall, just <sighs> I was like, yeah. yeah. And then my first thought after that was, this is way too early for that to happen. Yeah. There's no just way. Just a bunch of punk ass kids. Yeah. There's no way that this could be starting that yeah. early in the movie. I love how he just punched it, though. Yeah. That immediate fucking reaction. Boop. Stupid ass <laughs> Makes kids. Makes sense. Fuck them kids. Don't fucking sneak up on someone on their property. Yeah. Also, don't steal something from somebody else's property. Yeah. Emerald. Don't just don't do shit on anyone's property. Yeah. You won't get fucked up. Well, it seemed to be a preemptive warning because they really do have an encounter with a UFO that steals another one of their horses, but only while their single working surveillance camera is covered by a praying mantis. Convenient. The next day, Emerald tries to call Antlers Holst, a cinematographer who could catch their dream shot on the UFO. (laughs) Who was that guy? He had, like, the deepest, like, weirdest voice. He had, like, the most quintessential, deep, like, western cowboy. I've been smoking for, like, 20 out of the 30 years of my life. (laughs) Like, ridiculous. Yeah, super (laughs) low, raspy voice. One horn, one eyed, blind, purple people here. (laughs) That's good. Sure looks strange to me. But he was dressed in this weird, like, I don't even know how to fucking describe it. <laughs> it was like a body scarf. Yeah. <laughs> I, I scarf. guess. Like, yeah. it, it was like a wrap. Yeah. It looked very, yeah. like, artistic, you know, yeah. artsy, fartsy. Yeah, style. very much so. He was artsy, but it was also a down-to-earth It was cowboy. like a, a shawl. Yeah, but it was it was like a robe. Yeah. At the same time, it's so hard to describe that without yeah. knowing what it's actually called. He was essentially hipster Sam Elliott. Hey, yeah, actually. <laughs> there we go. I was like, the voice is definitely Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> well, their intention of calling Antlers, his name is Antlers. And that shit is ridiculous. So they could finally catch a clear shot of the alien life on camera. <laughs> Fucking Antlers. Because they're so positive still. I mean, after the 
second horse was taken, though, they kind of got, like, at least OJ saw the UFO for sure. Right. Emerald still hadn't seen anything directly. No, she was still real skeptical at that point. Well, I don't think she was that skeptical. I think she just really wanted, she just really wants to catch it on camera. It's her main thing. Uh, yeah, that's fair. She's not skeptical. She believes full, like wholeheartedly in the aliens. She just hasn't seen it yet, but she wants to catch it on camera. And they're very desperate for money. It, yeah. it was long enough that he had to sell off several horses. The before. ranch already was not doing well. Because no. I think Otis in the beginning was talking about if we get this like commercial gig then we don't have to keep selling the horses. Yeah. yeah. I think I misunderstood that at the beginning of my notes. I think I said they were good for racing, but the commercial makes more sense in the yeah. business that they were in. Especially if it was like some kind of national commercial or something like that. It was Budweiser with the Clydesdales. <laughs> <laughs> Those were not Clydesdale horses. That, that's a pony compared to a fucking Clydesdale. Yeah. <laughs> my next sentence just kind of builds off the last one, so... Emerald calls Antler Holst, but he rejects her and ends the call. Flashback to 1998, when I was three years old and Ricky was a child actor on a sitcom (laughs) that went awry one day when a chimpanzee named Gordy got freaked out by balloons popping and brutally murdered several people on the set. Ugh, God. Yeah, it was great. And that chimpanzee was completely CG, right? From what I could see, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there was any part where it was a real one. No. I don't think so. Just some of the earlier tell. stuff seemed a lot more CG, but then like later shots, I was like, well, that looks really good, though. Yeah. It did it, look good. It was done very well. Yeah. For sure. The only thing that I think may have been practical was the fist bump under the table. Yeah. That'd be the only thing. Mm. That wouldn't have been an actual like chimpanzee hand. It was just like... It could it, have been. Well, I, it could have been either one. I don't know why they would only get a, a chimpanzee just for its hand to do a fist bump. Eh. Especially when they cover it in blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just about to describe that moment. After discovering Ricky hiding under a table on set, however, Gordy tries to give him a bloody fist bump, but loses his brains after getting shot by the Authorita. God, blasted. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah, you anytime. see several fatalities on set. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, not taking the chance. Yeah, you're yeah. killing the wild animal. Yeah. yeah. Especially a fucking chimpanzee. Fuck yeah. that motherfucker. I know he's wild. I know he was acting off of instinct once he got scared. Sure, yeah. But he just killed several people. Yeah. And I mean, it, <laughs> and it brutally, even... Mur- like, brutally... What's the word? Injured. Mutilated. Mutilated. Yeah. Brutally mutilated another person. Yeah. I mean, you he wouldn't get killed it. today, though. They'd get sedated. Nope. Not true, Harambe. Well, they that may wasn't not, today. They may not get killed on that the was spot. not like 10 years ago. But it will happen very quickly. We never forget Harambe. I know, but wasn't that at least 10 <laughs> years ago at this point? It might have been. I, I don't think, think it, was, it was 10 exactly. It was close to that. It's pretty close to it's 10 been years. A while. Yeah. I mean, I know the big freak out of the decade was that why wouldn't you just sedate Harambe? But he had yeah. a child. Like, literally holding on to the child. Yeah. Yeah, a child that got down into his enclosure that should have never happened. Yeah. True. But if you try to sedate him, there's a few moments before he's going to get knocked out that he could just 
act very aggressively to getting yeah. shot with a dart. Especially if you fuck up the dosage. Yeah. So they yeah, made the that's, call that's... to just murder him on the spot. I just still don't understand the concept of like humanity thinking that they can control animals. Yeah, capture and contain. And contain something no. like of that stature. An animal that's way bigger, way more powerful than you. Uh-huh. And then when something, circumstances that we present upon it occur, such as in this case with Gordy, yeah. um, this circumstance occurred because of putting him in an environment that he should not have ever been in, he ends up getting killed. Yeah. I don't agree with holding any kind of wild animals in captivity because ultimately they're wild animals yeah. and they're going yeah. to react to being held in captivity because yeah. they're wild animals being held in captivity but yeah. they're kind of a but they're all... <laughs> yeah and more than anything owning any kind of chimpanzee or monkey bigger than like a spider monkey as an exotic pet you're just asking for something wrong to happen oh somewhere. yeah because wild animals i think it's very well known at this point that they just snap like that Yep. What, like you could just be, they could be like your best friend one day, like they're doing everything that you wanted to do. Yeah. And then but. literally out of nowhere over something that we would see as insignificant mm-hmm. is just a snap in their brain. And, and they rip your neighbor's face off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, back to the Gordy losing a shit, <laughs> mutilating one of Ricky's co stars and killing other people. Then getting his brains blained out. Getting blained out. (laughs) Getting blained out. (laughs) This was all a memory that Ricky was reflecting on just before a big show. During the show, Ricky recalls a moment long ago when he saw a flying saucer and lost a horse to it. He reveals a horse in a glass cage explaining the aliens he had experience with when the UFO shows up behind a cloud. Only shortly after this big-ass motherfucking universe-traversing toilet bowl lid sucks up everybody at the show, including Ricky and his extremely deformed co-star from the traumatic 90s sitcom. Face got ripped off. Face got ripped off. (laughs) She's wearing a a veil that was just blowing in the wind. You can clearly see her fucked-up face. Zombo. (laughs) And everybody got sucked up. Not in that way. Well... (laughs) <laughs> well, <laughs> you're using the direct translation of getting sucked up, like sucked up into the sky, into a UFO. That is exactly what happened. Yeah, I wasn't using that definition. <laughs> See why? You only have yourself to blame for this, Bruce. I know. What? What the fuck? I said, bitch, I'm the man of the house. Amy. Hmm? Amy. You're the man of the house? Yes. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Fr- French fries? <laughs> Some fries. Supplies, motherfucker. Some pies. OJ shows up <laughs> to a completely empty tourist trap, but only shortly after entering the event arena, he encounters the UFO that decides to come back with a vengeance. Fortunately, it only manages to knock OJ out, giving him a chance to fight another day. While returning to his home, OJ calls Emerald, telling her that the aliens are territorial and that they consider this their home. This being the valley where they live and the tourist attraction was. 
Still is, but nobody is there. They did. All the power turns off, including Angel's fry delivery van. Yeah. Not to deliver fries, but... The, <laughs> the fries electronics. Store. <laughs> so Angel takes cover with Emerald in the house while the UFO flies overhead through a rainstorm, dumping debris, trash, and ungodly amounts of blood on the house. It's <laughs> fucked up. It was just pouring blood oh, out. God, that was mm-hmm. like one of my favorite moments in the movie. That was like the, movie, the entire house is just drenched in blood. Yeah. <laughs> and even after. I guess I didn't really understand that part. It looked really cool and it was scary as fuck, but why would it be dumping the blood out if it like consumes the flesh of humans? It spit out all the other things like a wheelchair and metal objects, things it, it couldn't any... things it couldn't actually yeah. process, but why the blood? Why would you process blood? Because blood's part of the flesh. There's the body. not much nutrient to blood. At least to this alien, though. The only thing that I can think right now, and it might be a pretty extreme stretch, is a lot of the stuff it was spewing out was, yeah, non-organic matter. Yeah. But it was mostly metal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of iron. Blood's it? got a lot of iron in it. Uh, Maybe yeah. that. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a very small stadium, but a stadium of people. There's probably like two or three dozen people. That yeah. it sucked up roughly and murdered. Yeah. And um, knowing the way this UFO works and then it turns into like a flappy butterfly. <laughs> well, we didn't. The, like the people go somewhere and it yeah. discharges everything that it doesn't use. So, yeah. It spilled three dozen blood packs of it's entire human bodies all yeah. over the house. It ingested <laughs> everything it needed and then just dispelled everything else. Uh, At this moment, OJ is also approaching in his truck with a horse carrier, which promptly gets shut off because electronic shit gets fucked. He encounters the same issue with a UFO lingering overhead and dropping the horse decoy they bought earlier through the windshield. Nope. Yeah, big nope. Yeah, OJ sticks his head out. The door just opens it a crack a little bit, looks up. Sees the UFO right above him, and he's just like, <laughs> nope. Closes the door. He's like, nope. Fuck this shit. I think that got the biggest laugh in the movie. Even yeah. though it was during a very tense scene. Very tense scene, yeah. <laughs> well, Everything's getting like... covered in blood. Yeah. And a nope. fucking horse just flew through the windshield. And at this point in the movie, it was the most direct... Attack. Attack, sighting, UFO. closeness of yeah. the UFO. It was yeah. right fucking there. Yeah. And it's fucking massive. Yeah. Mm. Fuck that shit. Too smart for that shit. Mm. <laughs> nope. Well, once it's all over, they reasonably spend some time away from the house. When they return, they find that Antlers has actually seeked them out this time. They make a plan for luring the UFO back and catching it on camera for the first official time. The plan is all set with a bunch of sky dancers in a line set up to car batteries. <laughs> Antlers using a non-electric film recorder starts running it and electric cameras are running as well. To anybody who does not know what a sky dancer is, it's the wacky wavy inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> yeah, that they ha- usually have in front of like car dealerships. Car dealerships pretty specifically, yes. yeah. 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 Thanks for elaborating on that. Thanks, Al Harrington. 
I didn't know they were called Sky Dancers until they said that specifically in the movie. Oh. So yeah, they're, I, I guess they're either. called Sky Dancers. I didn't. Yeah. I guess I missed that part. <laughs> I think that was the whole shtick for the Family Guy thing because nobody knows that they're called that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's all just the wacky, wavy, inflatable arm flailing yeah. tube man. Yeah. <laughs> And everybody knows exactly what that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One of my favorite parts, though, is when Emerald reacted to Antler showing up with a non-electrical camera. Yeah. With yeah. OJ. I was like, didn't I tell you this motherfucker was going to show up with, that, with, mm-hmm. with a non-electrical camera? And their like, little fist bump thing like back yep. and forth. It was awesome. Yeah. And those slapping hands. It was fucking great. Still don't even know if they got that shot. Yeah. Yeah. Never looks back at the film or anything once it was over. We're that. like reaching the climax of the movie. She got right, that yeah. shot though. She did. She got the shot. She got the shot at the well, end. Well, yeah, but she got the shot. It was in like right. only a couple pictures. For for cares? what for what <laughs> Antlers was there for though? We don't know. Well, his handheld one when he went to the top of the mountain. Yeah, that was like yeah. gone. But the other completely one, fucking gone. That one I don't think was ever really defined as to whether they got it or not. Because they put, he had to switch yeah, reels. I wasn't really paying mm-hmm. attention to what happened to Angel after that either. I know he survived, but mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to where he was or what he was The doing. last thing I remember happening to him was after he tumbled back down the hill in the tarp. Mm-hmm. I remembered seeing a, a film canister. Yeah roll down the hill past him but i don't know if that was actually that film can that they had already captured or 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 like a a backup blank yeah well let's just assume that they did that they got exactly what they wanted hopefully otherwise all they have is like a couple fucking a couple stills yeah big ass polaroid (laughs) (laughs) uh at this moment unfortunately a dip a tmc dipshit on a motorcycle, shows up to harass Emerald for information. She tells him not to go any further, but his dumbass doesn't listen. Those are the worst kind of people. <laughs> God. The paparazzi hits an electronic disabling force field created by the UFO and flies the fuck off, most certainly injuring himself. Bitch. They all just assumed <laughs> he was definitely dead, considering he was, like, fucking speeding down the uh, road and... Yeah, just launched himself. He just fucking yeeted himself yeah. on his bike. <laughs> yep. Now he was not in a good condition. You could hear him screaming from like a mile away. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, OJ goes to check on and help the crying dumb fuck, but the UFO approaches and <laughs> snatches the motorcyclist up. Yeah, both his arms are broke. Yeah, probably also his legs. I'm sure. Yeah, but. <laughs> Just fucking get- OJ trying to pick him up, just grabbing him by the arm. You could just hear like. Oh, but the guy Ugh. was like, "Get my camera! Get my camera!" Yeah, like, get it on film. You're a piece of shit. But like that's you're what dying, you and that about? yeah, that's your last. That's yeah. your last fucking thought. Just get my death on camera. Yeah. And nope, get that, your that camera straight. is also dead. Oh yeah, I guarantee fucked. It's run on a battery. Fucked. Uh, OJ knows not to look directly at the aliens. I did. But he needs to escape more than anything, so he jumps on the horse and heads for the hills. 
OJ just barely gets out of the way in time, and they all assumedly got their shot. Assumedly. Yeah. Unfortunately, Antler says some cryptic shit and goes out for a suicide mission with a handheld film camera to get the suction shot, which clearly he doesn't survive. Yeah. You're getting sucked up by an alien that's just going to use your body for sustenance and spit out whatever it doesn't need. The goo. Including also the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the goo. Well, hey, I mean, maybe if the camera didn't get destroyed. I, I think that was the, like, his life's defining moment, though. Yeah. Because of what he had said earlier. The whole thing for Emerald trying to get him out there was, you're the guy that gets the impossible shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're the one that does that shit. And he said, well... Basically, like, the impossible shot, it just never happens. It's impossible. Yeah, it's essentially like chasing a high that you're never going to get. And in that moment... is impossible. Yeah, that was his thing. It was like, fuck it, this is the impossible shot, I'm going (laughs) to fucking get it. (laughs) And I think at that point, he he knew he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So that was his just, like... Fucking jackass. He didn't have to do that. No, he didn't. Moron. But I think in his head... He did, just because of who he was. Okay. But he's not going into any books as a hero. Nope. <laughs> nope. But, but as a legend. Nope. <laughs> he's the well maybe just that he was running the camera that finally caught the UFO. Even though there's no proof of it. Even though we aren't <sighs> even sure about that. Yeah. If that didn't even survive, no. He's not well, a legend or a hero. He just The story gone. of it would live on for a little while for anybody who would listen. There's no Hall of Fame for that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, bitch, I'm the man of the house. That's where the Jordan Peele ca- uh, cameo was in this movie. He was the UFO. He was the voice of the UFO. That makes sense. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were some fucking creepy ass sounds in that too. That yeah. was whoever the fucking sound engineer, foley artist crew. That the whole like sound engineering crew, great fucking job. Props to the props crew. Yeah, be a, dude, props to everybody on this shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> props to everybody except for antlers. You selfish prick. <laughs> I give antlers props. <laughs> All right, we're almost done. Yep. The aliens aren't done with everyone else. However, Anne keeps coming back to harass the rest of the crew. OJ has to lure the now wavy butterfly umbrella UFO away from Emerald, enough for her to get on the electric TMZ motorcycle running again. When she finally starts the motorcycle, (laughs) Emerald cranks the throttle and books it to Ricky's tourist attraction and releases a giant floating cow doy for the monster to swallow. A what? It's a cow doy. I'm a cow doy. Cow doy? A cow doy. Yeah. The cow soy. <laughs> oh, I'm missing something. Auntie okay. Donuts. <laughs> Thank bad. you, little carton of milk. We will call you if we need you for the roommate. No, we'll contact you we'll in con- due course. In due course. Yeah. My bad. Whatever. I'm a cow doy. How do you forget that? I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Piece of shit. I'm pretty sure 
almost every time I've watched that, except for once, I was already drunk. Yeah. Yeah, and you think we can't say the same? I've watched it sober a couple times. <laughs> the UFO does exactly as planned, and the air-filled balloon stare. man blows up inside the UFO monster alien parachute and destroys it, but not before Emerald manages to pop off a few pictures. The authorities... Authorities. Fine. Authorities. Randomly show up... Randomly show up as Emerald catches her breath, and she stands up to see that OJ is still okay, silhouetted on a horse at the entrance of the tourist trap. The end. There's so many nods. That is nope. It's like so many nods to classic westerns. Yes. There's nods to a lot of movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Jordan Peele's prerogative. Yeah. Out of all the directors and movie people that we've covered so far on this podcast, Jordan Peele has got to be the biggest fucking cinephile that we've yeah. covered. Yeah, I agree. He's such a fucking movie nerd. Mm-hmm. And it shows in his interviews more than anything, but it shows in his movies, too. He takes so much inspiration from so many different movies. And he not only takes inspiration from them... He incorporates them. He pays respect to them at the same time, which not a lot of people do. They can typically take elements from from movies like that and add it in, but they don't really specifically like make obvious nods. Yeah, to that. And I'm sure we can figure out the main inspiration for this movie: Blazing Saddles. I said, bitch, I'm the man of the house. That was actually an accident. Yes. Nope. I mean, it might have been. I I don't know if that's true or not. It's been a long time since I've seen Blazing Saddles. I I don't think that's actually true. (laughs) It was just a joke. Laura, do you have a reasonable answer? The inspiration of this movie? Like, a main inspiration. Like, what does it most remind you of? A science fiction horror movie. Renowned director Steven Spielberg. Close Encounters? Yes. Oh, E.T. (sighs) (laughs) Don't care. Y'all motherfuckers have never seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind and it shows. Um, I definitely have. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that you have not. I absolutely have. When? Uh, When I was a kid. When I was an older kid, and then when I was a teenager. <laughs> and, then and we own it currently. Yeah, and then, and when I told you that we should own it, you were like, eh. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Never I seen mean, it, but I know that. I also know Devil's Tower is in it. And a mashed potatoes Devil's Tower, too. I don't know what? Uh, like Devil's made, out, made of... out of mashed potatoes. Oh, no shit. Didn't know that. I've no. never seen Devil's Tower. Tater Tower. It's just a, it's a big rock. But now I'm just thinking about mashed potatoes. It's like, (laughs) it it would have been nice to see it a lot closer. What do we think the underlying meaning of nope is? Pay your taxes. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) Or why? I I really don't know. Quick maths. I, I, I have no idea. I think without a second watch, 
I, I really don't know. Yeah. Well, if I'm being completely honest, the first watch and even reflecting on my first watch before watching anything else about the movie, I literally couldn't find any other meanings for it. Yeah. I felt like it was completely straightforward and I totally enjoyed it on that aspect. Sure. That it was just a alien movie mm-hmm. of pretty much broken horse ranch family that mm-hmm. was really trying to get enough money to sustain themselves. Yeah. And found an opportunity and tried to exploit aliens for it. I guess you could build some kind of social construct off of that, but it's not really necessary. I think the movie completely stands on its own without you looking too deeply into what the underlying meanings could be. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't, unless it's like directly obvious because get out was obviously get out had like direct underlying meanings. You'd have to be really dumb not to, immediately catch on to absolutely so same with us even us had like very obvious social and cultural issues that it was directly approaching but not like shoving in your face sure but for this one i will say after i watched at least one review that was like trying to explain it and he said you know the the fact that the ufo the alien itself was white, was not on accident, and the fact that everybody else were minorities was not on accident. So okay. it's a okay. black brother and sister and father that mm-hmm. died. Sure. Um, not everybody at the amusement park was. No. Was... I'd say most of them were white. Yeah. But uh, Stephen Yun mm-hmm. is also Korean. He's a minority. And... Somebody who was trying to make a living off of, I mean, the, the alien. Yeah. Yeah. And Angel. Damn. Angel was also. And any time that the alien faced backlash or any kind of threat from these characters, it would pretty much just fucking abolish it. It would get yeah, rid it, of it, it completely. It came back stronger. Yeah. So if you're looking at a social commentary, I guess that could be... What that is, it's really not looking that deep into it. It's really just looking at colors. They also mentioned somehow the sky dancers were all the colors of the rainbow except for white. Yeah. I don't don't know how you... I mean, other than the fact that they're colorful, I don't know how you just uh, make that... Uh, You could associate it. I guess. White's not a color. But they're... Technically neither is black. No. I guess I understand that the main thing as far as like animal and training animals and how you would like act with wild animals. The reason that Stephen Young's, uh, the Ricky's character when he was younger survived is because he looked away when the chimpanzee approached him. Yeah. You show submission and the uh, more dominant species is not going to attack you. 
you look it directly in the face. Yeah, that's a sign of aggression. It's a sign yeah. of aggression. We all know that, especially when you're raised around dogs. Dogs are a very dominant species in that way, mm-hmm. specifically. You will look a dog in the eyes, and yeah. they will take it as a sign of aggression. Um, not always, obviously, if it's a docile dog and it's familiar with you if you look it in the eyes it's not going to take it as a sign of aggression but if it's already angry and you're looking it directly in the eyes it's going to attack you most likely if it's unfamiliar with you and you're doing that for most wild animals it doesn't like that yeah no because it's pretty much competing with it it's the way you communicate that to them yeah the only people that ever got sucked up into the alien were the ones people who looked at it. Looking directly at it, yeah. I don't know was it, if it was a social anxiety thing at a certain point with OJ that he was so adversive or aversive to looking directly at anything that was threatening to him. Because it happened several times, not just with the alien, but he right. doesn't make eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. But I think part of that is just his innate training. He knows when something's... You know, but one of those one of those animals away. specifically that I don't know if that can be related to is horses. So I don't <clears> know <throat> if they get aggressive if you look them in the eyes. I have no idea. He specifically said that in the commercial shoot to not look the horse yeah. in the eyes. Specifically, oh, what, oh angry? very specifically, he did. And that's when the guy brought the up the ball. mirror thing. And the reflection oh, of yeah, its eye that's right. to itself made it aggressive. That's what made yeah, it kick. That's what made him kick. Well, there you go. I mean, I think I was taking notes at the time. Yeah, too. trying to take notes during all that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know exactly Fuck, why he tried to but kick. But that was and, one and of the first things that he said before Emerald got there. Yeah. I've never experienced that with horses. I mean, I've looked horses directly in the eyes but before. But there are already They're very gentle are... animals in my experience. Yes. I've but never I... been kicked at. Obviously, mm. I've never been kicked because I'd likely be dead. Yeah. Yeah. But we also discussed the setting. That setting, it was very small. It was yeah. enclosed. It He's was already dark. uncomfortable. So I don't know it if necessarily... Looking it in the eyes would make the difference, but it was the up close thing that did it. Like yeah, it was I think a mirror that from did a, it to him. Yeah, but I think from a distance, like looking at it, it's not going to necessarily set it off. But like if you were to come up right next to it, something or someone it doesn't recognize, what is that? It's going to scare it. Yeah, and now yeah. a, a horse like that raised in the wild. How yeah. how often has it ever? even encountered, if at all, a mirror. Well, I think a lot of people even are averse to eye contact. I don't think a lot of people... A lot of people are, yeah. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. In my experience here in... kind of crazy. Here in California, apparently a lot of people don't like eye contact that much. Yeah. Not at all in in this room specifically. I I don't feel uncomfortable looking anybody in the eyes here. But you look somebody in the eye when you're talking to them. Yeah, when you're addressing them. Because that's a sign of respect to that person. If you look away and you're talking to them, like, yeah, Seth, like, it just feels disrespectful. Yeah. If you're talking to somebody directly and not looking at them at least half the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't think I've ever taken 
not looking me in the eyes as disrespectful. I personally haven't felt it that way, but I think it's like socially uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like people are uncomfortable for if they a don't lot of people. Look yeah. me in the eye. Like, yeah, so if you're if you're like uncomfortable with looking someone in the eye, it means exactly what it means in the movie is that you're like submissive and you're not sure. Really, you're uncomfortable with looking people directly in the eyes. You're you're uncomfortable with direct yeah. contact. And know. and for animals, it's that a sign direct of contact is aggression. aggression. Yeah, it's interesting, but I think that's the closest. Still, kind of direct meaning of the movie. It's just yeah. something that you're not necessarily going to immediately catch upon watching it. I doubt that most of pe- the people that left the theater when we watched it, right? I didn't had that idea. I didn't. OJ wasn't being picked up as many times as he encountered the alien. Yeah, he never. Well, got he had fucking, he had said that directly, just not to look at it. Yeah. He had said specifically, like, this is its home, it's the dominant species, and if you look it in the eye, then you're gone. Yep, and it's already threatened by us being here. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to cause or give it reason to think you're any more of a threat, so just don't look at it in the eye. But where's the eye of the alien? Yep. Just at it at all. (laughs) Don't look at it at all. Yeah, just don't look (laughs) at it at all. Yep, that's why he was in the truck and he was like, nope. Look because down. what was actually the eye could not tell. No, I don't know until it was in its um, final fucking. You still don't know what the eye was in its final form. Yeah, it was like the, a like, fucking fluttery parachute monster. What's that shit called? Rorschach test. Yeah, form. Of, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Actually. <laughs> what? Like Ro- mothy Rorschach. Rorschach test. I don't know what that means. The final fo- Rorschach test ink blot. That's just kind of what it reminded me of. And especially when it was constantly moving, you'd have to be aware of like Watchmen as Rorschach. And it yeah. just looked like silk kite shit to me. Yeah. Yeah. It almost seemed like at the end, the appearance of it and like, because the center part was like green and just like doing that popping thing. And yeah. Obviously, like that was mouth or whatever, but it just seemed like it was almost trying to hypnotize you you know get you to like look at it and be so focused on it Mm -hmm. that it could just yeah consume you but still was that the eye or the mouth i don't know (laughs) right and and the way that it it was the butt you see all the the canal that everybody ended up going up and through yeah it's tight little fucking canal that everybody's like being sucked up into so it's pulsating just like balloon nut <laughs> sucked up sucked everybody up through its 36 butthole 36 butt Ugh. plugs all at once yep 36 human butt plugs there's no flare sucked right up <laughs> God. I didn't need a surgeon for it just kind of like spit out all the blood natural like fucking sieve Ugh. yeah sift out think- all the nutrients at certain moments, the UFO kind of looked like an eye when it was yeah mm-hmm. above them. Mm-hmm. So it could just be that's more of the meaning of just like looking at it in general. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at it in the eye, right? Oh no, I don't think it matters with that thing. If you're I'm, just looking at it in general, it wants to I'm suck cu- you into its butthole. I'm actually curious to know if they <laughs> if they based that big aerial form on anything that's already existing. And what it like was its final form did. or the saucer? 
Because the saucer is final form. Because I feel like I've seen that exact same like hypnotizing thing before mm-hmm. somewhere else. I yeah, really feel like I've seen that somewhere else. It, it, maybe not the like the the square but, eye hypnotizing but thing, the, but yeah, that that outlying like the silhouette looking thing. Oh, I was talking about the square thing. Oh, like, then the, it I was wasn't like, pushing out. And, I wasn't. I don't know where I've seen that before. I, I feel like it's movie. in like some kind of huh? some kind of bug, some kind of bird, maybe like the actual silhouette of it. Yeah, there was something very. Fuck, we're not gonna find any answers for this right now because no. it literally I just I came know. out. I so know, it, but I am curious it if that does come out. The answers are not talking about it yet. I'd still like to know if it yeah. ever comes out. And as soon as it does come out, we're all gonna be like, "Oh, course, god right? damn it!" Of course, that's what it fucking. It's a was. fucking monarch butterfly. No, <laughs> nah, not quite. No, it's not that. Damn, I don't know. What's that shit called? <laughs> Symmetry. Fuck. Brain. The whole time, that's what I was trying to think of. Just how symmetrical it was. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it's directly related to something, because yeah. Jordan Peele takes I'm inspiration sure from everything. And but, but what? I don't know. Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out when I was in the theater. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out all day today while I was sober. <laughs> and Thinking now, yep. while I'm not sober, can't think of it at all. <laughs> So it's just not happening right now. I have no idea. But I think that's all the theories that I I have yeah. for it. And I think we had a good discussion yeah. about JP's newest movie. Not pay. We're going to have to wait for that Blue, Blu-ray commentary. Yeah. Jordan Peele, tell us what the fuck you were doing. What the hell was in your it, mind? Like everything that happened and like, you know, they're just like sucking up people and like raining blood on the house and you know eating horses and all that stuff is like pretty violent and graphic but as far as like the appearance of it this was not something that looked scary by any means which was very confusing Mm -hmm. and then at the end when it was like it almost looked like it was finally showing its true self it was pretty it was something you would look at it was something you would be fascinated by like maybe i think that was kind of the intention yeah Yeah, it was just part of it you'd be looking at it you'd be like whoa what is that that's amazing you know like you wouldn't be scared of it you wouldn't be running from it it was probably why it had like the hypnotizing eye that it used to right yeah altogether i think i'm still really confused but i did really like it yeah and i'm down to watch it again I yep. definitely need to watch it. And again. yeah, I think I um, currently do like it more than us, but I don't think I can like it more than Get Out. Get Out's still the superior movie. I, I think at this point I would have to agree. It's just gonna be that really isn't... hard to beat it. Yeah, it is. I don't know that you need to beat it though. I don't know well, that... I think he's proven that he doesn't need to beat it no. to be a successful director. Yeah, but is that his intention to try to beat it or? I don't think I so. It. I think his entire intention as a director is just to make original creative art that the horror audience in general likes. Which but a general audience can also enjoy. Which good. Good good for him. Keep doing that, more people need to be on that board. Everything he's done has been exceptionally unique, yeah. thought provoking and yeah. Yeah. really cool. The amount of detail and effort that mm-hmm. goes into everything that he does. You is... could tell he cares yeah. about what he's putting out instead yeah. of just 
churning out garbage. Yeah. All I want to say is that Jordan Peele needs to collaborate with Donald Glover at some point soon and make a horror movie with him. Or even like just like a music video would be really fucking cool. Or start with the music video and then go on. I need something long form from both of them. I'd be down either way. Be weirdest. Any collaboration between the two of them (laughs) would be ridiculous. I'd love it. In a good way. All right. That's nope, everybody. That's nope. Yes. No, it's nope. Yes. No, it's yup. It's not yup. It's nope. But yes. Yup. God damn it. Surprise, motherfucker. It's yup. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. All right, so obviously we're not going to have (laughs) the traditional trivia section. We do have a few trivia, but we don't have an opening weekend. We don't have a box office or anything like that. Yeah, literally on opening night. Yeah, currently not to date the podcast, but it's going to fucking happen regardless. And the podcast will come out when it comes out. We do have a budget. So what do we think the budget was? I think it was kind of big. Limited locations, but it was large scale. Mm-hmm. Still. This is probably the first big budget. Does it <laughs> seem bigger budget than the other two? I feel like it seems kind of the same budget. It didn't feel drastically bigger budget to me. I mean, when you consider the number mm. of actors. But they did get my boy settings. Steven Young, and everybody knows he's like A-list. He's so. expensive. More than I. I feel like Kaluuya is more yeah. expensive than he is. Oh come on! <laughs> Does Steven Yeun have who's, like any? Who's got the Oscar? Yeah, I don't think he has any Oscars. Fuck David Gunner. Daniel Kaluuya is I'm fucking just Oscar. saying it determines money. Yeah, it does. As shitty as that is, it does. Steven Yeun's also Oscar nominated, at least. Yeah, and a great actor too. They both are. Not to take anything away from either one of them. Fuck. A larger scale. Good marketing on this one, too. There's a lot of advertising for this. 35? I'm kind of torn. Because it didn't really feel that big budget, but, like, this is definitely the biggest budget. Yeah. And I don't recall the last ones. All the drone shots. Drones are not expensive. Uh, high quality camera shot drones are pretty expensive. Especially accurate with the exact shot that you're trying to get. Fair amount of CG, too. Based on how... And, I mean, all those fucking sky dancers, that shit costs <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> Those don't cost anything. That's why every fucking auto... <laughs> every wave of the arm is a dollar. <laughs> no, but based on what Damn. they were expecting to do... <laughs> Which, like, we did we did pretty good, but I don't think overall it's going to do the numbers that they were they were gunning for. Um, for previews being $6.3 That's pretty good, but it's still everywhere, location-wise, it's not, like, crushing. I'm hoping that they only spent Shit. the $35 million that Bruce said, but I'm pretty sure that it's higher. Okay, so what do you say? I'm gonna say forty-five to fifty. Which one? A compromise in the middle of forty-seven-five. I'm gonna say fifty million. Surprise, motherfucker! No, it's sixty-eight million. Yeah. Oh. My first guess was actually gonna be seventy-five. God damn it! I thought wow. that's a stretch. 
I didn't think that was that bad, Twice especially after seeing the previews. It was like a tenth of what they spent. Yeah, but then here's where word of mouth makes a big difference. Well, word of mouth is ours currently. Yeah. And there's a lot of word of mouth already. Yeah. I think uh, with the previews and everybody's obsession with Jordan Peele already, I think his name just gets bigger and bigger from here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think with this movie in particular, just the way that it is and that it's not like super scary aliens. and Right. That unless it picks up traction this week it it's gonna be tough also on seeing like past track records for this style of movie it seems to do a lot better internationally yeah and pick up a lot more traction right. internationally than it does here yeah swedish people love this shit mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. the swedes love the bleeds yes just spilling the bloods yes i mean have you seen midsummer of course they do <laughs> well, you will eventually. Seen it. It, eventually, yes, I will. But I haven't seen it Probably yet. Later this year, considering Ari Aster is releasing a movie, you will be forced to watch Hereditary and Midsummer. I've heard Hereditary was pretty fucked up. It is, but it's good. <laughs> Can't be worse than it, which must not be named. <laughs> no, it. Nothing is I'm, as bad as I know. that. <laughs> no. I've seen Hereditary. That's, that's my I've seen like Midsummer. That's my gauge for how bad shit is, though. They're safe to watch. Yes. You'll be fine. I'm sure. Anything released to theaters is not going to even uh, come close. Uh, I know. Traverse. 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 What are we traversing? Trivia. trivia. Oh, question. We're traversing trivia. Yar. So, if you were to have a guess of the inspirations that Jordan Peele cites. As influences of this film. We already discussed Close Encounters. I'm trying to track more on the Western side of it. And I don't know that I've seen enough of the classic Westerns to really accurately say that. There's no Westerns on this list. There's five. What? There's no Westerns. How are the... Ooh, okay. Sci-fi shit? Nope. Not necessarily. There's two sci-fis just specifically based because they're alien movies. Mm. Close Encounters. Yes. He already mentioned E.T., so not E.T. I, I, I honestly don't know. I'm probably wrong, but the only other sci-fi I'm thinking of is Independence Day. Yeah. Jordan Peele cites King Kong, 1933, Jurassic Park, 1993, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1977, Signs, 2002, and okay. The Wizard of Oz, 1939, as the film's influence. The Wizard of Oz? King Kong, Jurassic Park, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Signs, and The Wizard of Oz. Signs, okay. A little bit. Close Encounters, sure. Sure. Well, that and the you don't want to look them directly in the eye. Wizard of Oz, I would only say the spectacle of the Wizard of Oz. Like, the concept of the wizard. Sure, as like the alien's final form for the spectacle. At least that's how I... Well, but like the wizard kind of being like the... I I would compare it to Steven Yoon's character and like, you know, showing off the big thing, the aliens and So Steven Yeun okay. is uh, is the wizard of us. Yeah. But the King Kong and Jurassic, no, don't see it. Jurassic may just be because of the dominant species. Mm-hmm. I could see that for that one. And King Kong for the same reason. Yeah. My question I've never seen now the original King Kong, so I can't really 
my my question for those two is just like what specific aspects besides just the dominant species he just cites them as the film's influences doesn't mean that there's going to be necessarily direct uh, relation to the movies just that he watched those movies and he was like oh i should incorporate this part i should incorporate this part (sighs) obviously the main thing that we all saw was close encounters of the third kind even bruce who's never seen it yes Signs I can see too, though. Yeah, you know, minus the the, the Melly Gibsons and Joaquin Phoenix. That movie was good. <sighs> the Walking's Firebirds. <laughs> I forgot about the Walking's Firebirds. Never forget about the Walking Phoenixes. Walking Phoenixes, though. Walking Phoenixes. Is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, bitch, I'm the man of the house. Uh, <laughs> In the last, like, so good. five episodes now, we've referenced Keen Peel. And obviously, since we've been doing Jordan Peel movies, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's been five. Don't care. <laughs> Don't yeah. care. How many episodes have we referenced on Uh Everyone? At least two now. Oh, that's it? I have a few more trivias. Kiki Palmer's introductory scene in which Emerald delivers her energetic and fast-talking monologue about her family history while on the set of a film shoot for her and OJ's ranch's safety video took 14 takes to shoot. Jordan Peele described each one as wildly different. Okay. She was just improving. Mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer was on one. Well, she, her energy is like on one. Crazy. Her energy is fucking on one. Yeah. Despite featured prominently in the film, Fry's Electronics <clears throat> went out of business prior to the film's release. Mm-hmm. Poor Fry's. Yeah. It must have just went out of business. Tell me if you see a Radio Shack. <laughs> that sucks. Fry's clothes. I must have bought shit from them like last year. <sighs> Yeah, they must have just got edged out by Best Buy. Best Buy sucks. <sighs> kind of. Yeah. The only thing they're good for is like movies. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Their return policy is pretty good. One of the lead roles was offered to Jesse Plemons, but had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts with his movie Killers of the Flower Moon, which was shooting at the same time. Uh, many people believe the name Nope to be an acronym for not of this planet. Uh-huh. Or uh, wait, not of planet Earth. Okay. Yeah, okay. Of this planet. Jordan Peele later disproved that the acronym was not his intention <laughs> when creating the name of the movie. If that's true, that's pretty cool. But I mean, people are going to try to make acronyms out of anything. <laughs> sure. Not of planet Earth could yeah. like I mean, that's seems like it could be very easily assumptive. Assumed? No, assumptatipatipatis. No. Never mind. So, that hmm. is nope. That's all the trivias. Wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, you know what? Next week is in the month of October. And you know what the month of October has? Spookies? All of our birthdays. Including Bella. That too. Nobody gives a fuck about Bella. <laughs> <laughs> I am not nobody. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. 
No, it's it's the month of October. We've been a little bit inconsistent. So for the entire month of October, while we're catching up and um, getting back into the swing of things, we're going to be covering all of our favorite movies. And we're going to be starting with my favorite movie of all time, which is Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Yes. Which all of us have seen. Oh, yeah. But I'm very excited to cover it, and we've been talking about it and referencing it for the entire podcast, I think, so. I think so, yeah. yeah. So, goddamn, am I excited. So join us next week. For oh, that. it's the best one. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at beandubbedpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at beandubbedpod on both of them. You can also get a hold of us on those. And if you feel so inclined, as G Baby and Alex Jones has <laughs> or have done in the past, you can make an Anchor account and leave us a voice message, and we'll play it on the show, and we will listen to you and answer any questions or deliberately bullshit <laughs> uh, ramblings that you leave us, and or we will definitely respond. Name suggestions for me. Yes. Always leave, no matter what, yeah, you, please. what you say, yeah. just leave one name suggestion for Bruce. And that's about it. Thank you for listening. I love you and peace. Good night. I said bitch. I'm the man of the house. Yeah. Yeah. No. No.